Entrepreneurs on the Move. Shape life for a better tomorrow. Are you an entrepreneur on the move? EOTM Media Group has become the new voice for you. EOTM has the most outstanding public relations firm that will suit your needs as well as your budget. Thanks to EOTM Radio and staff, EOTM has climbed the ranks, reaching over 1 million listeners worldwide. Not only is EOTM Media Group mutually respected for its amazing quality, but also for their branding and marketing expertise. Everyone in the industry needs PR and marketing. So with that said, if you or someone you know needs PR or marketing solutions, contact Carla Barnes, Head of Marketing and Branding at 213-290-3573 or visit her website at www.eotmediagroup.com or join her blog at www.eotmblog.com. What's that? You're interested in hearing a few live shows? Visit our radio page at www.eotmradio.com. Thanks for your time. This commercial is brought to you by EOTM Radio and Classic City Records. Check out the EOTM Media Group. Yeah, the EOTM Media Group. We're a new media company encompassing radio, PR, and TV. Follow us on Twitter at EOTMPR. For a great publicist, there's one thing you need to do. Contact the EOTM Media Group.
You know, but nonetheless, I'm living life to the fullest, enjoying every, and just enjoying it, just enjoying you guys. So be sure to do the same. That's just, I, I want to tell you guys that. Just want to put that out there. Just make sure you are loving what you do. Um, oh, I forgot to even mention my laptop started tripping. I have to put the laptop in the shop and get it fixed. That was over 100 and some odd dollars. But, again, you just feel grateful and be blessed that you have that 100 and some odd dollars to get it fixed. Be grateful and blessed that you do have the skills necessary to fix that tire. And be blessed that we are in a country that allows us to be ourselves and do what we do. Like hang out here on the kicker spot. Yeah. All righty. So um, also coming up, we have to talk about the EO Team Awards, you guys. It's taking place on August 4th at the Pacific Design Center. And I have been working so very hard, you guys, just trying to keep everything together, that I had to stop and really take a moment to realize that um, I'm up for three awards. I'm nominated for three awards. And I can honestly say that it didn't fully hit me about this accomplishment because I'm moving so fast. But I was actually um, over in Beverly Hills, and someone bumped into me. It was like, oh, hey, T, how are you doing? I saw the email blast about your nominations. Congratulations. And I just felt this wave of humility and graciousness fly over me for them mentioning it. And like, wow, I guess sometimes your work is seen by people. They do acknowledge it. And it's awesome because, again, you work so hard that – you just don't take time to even pat yourself on the back. You know, you don't even pat yourself on the back for another great week, another great show. You just get off the air and prepare for the next show already again, you know. So um, I just want to say, you guys, thank you so much for all hanging out here at the Kicker Spot. I really do appreciate you. Boy, Tiangelo is up for best talk show host, um, for best director slash producer for this show. And the radio show itself is up for best talk sh- um, best radio talk show, you guys. So, be sure to go to EOTMAwards.com, get your tickets, come out and support your boy Tiangelo and Team Tiangelo Live. We just really appreciate you guys, okay? Now, I have not won, but like I said, I just want to say thank you to everyone. I just want to say thank you for helping me reach my goals because it is no easy feat. And to all the people behind Tiangelo Live and the kicking spot, my hat tilts off to you, and I give you a big old hug. Mm-hmm. And to all the listeners, you guys, we are going to do it. So let's keep it going. Yeah. Also, you guys, be sure to um, follow me on Twitter, like the Facebook page. You are now tuned in to the Chicken Spot. Spot, 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 Chicken Spot. I'm your boy, T'Angelo. Jalo, Jalo, Jalo. You heard, you heard, you heard. So, um, excuse me. We are definitely here to the kicker spot. I'm your host, Tiangelo. And tonight, you guys, we truly are going to have a blast as we, you know, usually try to do here at the kicker spot. We will be visited by a number of awesome people tonight. This evening, I'm so excited to be able to introduce to you, introduce to you all a wonderful actress who I have just really come to enjoy, Kenya, Kenya Ferguson. Will be on the show tonight. I can't wait to introduce you guys to her. She's awesome. You have to hear about her project. She just, um, I'm just, I'm playing the thing, her show back in my head. She's a live show called Kina Unbranded. We'll talk more details about it, but you guys, we have to find out what dates she's having, if she's doing the show again, because if she is, we have to make it a point to go. Um, you want to definitely support our, our artists, and she's an artist I definitely want you guys to support. The show was awesome, and I hope to get the opportunity to see it again. Also tonight, we'll be talking with Dion Edwards. Dion Edwards will be a part of our Salute to Heroes segment, 
and um, he will stop by to tell us about a great charitable event that's coming up this weekend. So you might want to, you know, get in, get in the seats for that. Um, excuse me. Excuse me. Also, <laughs> we um, also for the Salute to Heroes segment, I am really, you guys, most honored to have author Michael Wallace on the show tonight so we can discuss his recent book, With All Thy Getting. This is a great self-help book um, about forgiveness and um, really how to put your, yourself and your mental self into a place of forgiving and growth and betterment of life, you know, and that's really what it's about when it comes to living life to the fullest. You want to really be sure to, you know, be well-rounded so you can surely just experience life and be open to all the great things that life has for us and not to be um, bogged down by negative energy, you know. So um, that's going to be awesome. And then why, with Michael Wallace calling the thing that's really tremendous about his call, he is a military vet, but also he is currently in Afghanistan as we speak, and Michael will be calling live from Afghanistan to talk to us this evening, so we are so grateful and excited for this interview. Um, his book, as I stated, is called With All Thy Getting, and so um, I'm just I'm starting to feel the energy already from having this, man, this, young, this young man speak with us this evening, so Thank you, thank you, thank you. But uh, first, you guys, before we get into all these other amazing people, we're actually going to go into matters of the heart. You know, I like to start my show off by talking about matters of the heart. When it comes to relationships, we, uh, you know, we always be getting mixed up and getting confused. And so I like to make sure that I give a few little key notes and pointers that can help you maybe get through another week, you know. Um, I do a lot with relationships, Okay. You know, um, your romantic relationships, you have family relationships, colleagues, friends, and we are definitely going to continue on my romantic relationships road. But tonight, to help me with matters of the heart, I have a very distinguished gentleman, Dr. John Jacobs, author of XY Theory, The Dangerous Test. Let me get my book out, actually. I've got it right here. You guys, um... This book is really fascinating, and I'm going to tell you that I met um, Dr. Jacob at a book fair, and I was, like, on the move. I'm moving really quickly. I didn't have a lot of time. So we talked for what seemed like 95 seconds, and he told me the concept of his book, and I immediately was, like, intrigued, like, no, we, we have to have you on the show. I have to get the book. I have to read it, and I need more. I need more, and 95 seconds is not enough. I'm going to need more of this. And so I'm so happy I was able to read the book because it is great and a lot of fun, and a lot of interesting things that you just haven't quite thought about. And he has some different tests in the book also that we'll discuss, so we'll find out more about XY theory here in a moment, you guys. So, um, again, we have Dr. Jacobs coming on from Matters of the Heart to discuss XY theory, the dangerous test, okay? So this theory will definitely help you all figure out um, who your potential partner should be, and if it has any chance of a long-lasting future. So, and then if you're in a relationship that seems a bit rocky, this book might help you figure out why. Okay, so definitely you guys stick, stick, oh, excuse me, stick around. Hold on for a second as we welcome Dr. Jacobs to the show. Okay, you guys, we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we'll be talking to Dr. Jacobs about the XY theories that matters of the heart. You guys, hold on one moment.
now entered matters of the heart and we are visited with dr john jacobs author of this great book entitled the xy theory everyone let's welcome dr jacobs to the kicker spot good evening dr jacobs how are you doing hi d'angelo i'm fine and you i am elated i have so much fun with such great content so i'm so excited to discuss this book and get more in-depth knowledge about XY theory. Yes, and before we do that, I wanted to thank you for having me on the show. And, you are. Uh, also, congratulations are in order. Uh, you, I understand you were nominated for the EOTM Award. I am, yes. Well done, well done. You're doing your thing. Well, thank you very much. I truly appreciate that, and thank you for accepting the invite. And I was telling the listeners, you know, we met for a quick minute, and I instantly became fascinated, and I'm so happy that I was able to get this read in because it was a lot of fun, a lot of great information. So thank you for that. Let's get into this. <laughs> okay. The title of the book is XY Theory, The Dangerous Test. What a book. What, 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 what a book. <laughs> thank you. Thank so you. I'll ask for the listeners. Like, the book does a great job of explaining why you did this book, but Let's let the listeners know, I guess, first of all, in a nutshell, what is the XY theory? Well, basically, um, I was looking for a theory for a, a model that could predict how a relationship will end before you even get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are some theories out there that could tell you after you 10 years into the marriage if the marriage is about to fail. But, I mean, who wants to go through that pain and who wants to waste all those years? Right. So five years creating a, a model, a theory, that could actually uh, present you with a, a very short test, maybe five to ten minutes long. Mm-hmm. And um, when you take the test, the test will tell you if you're a match for the person that you are interested in. And it could do that before you even get into the relationship, like I'm talking about on the first date, before the appetizers get Oh, <laughs> So you can let me know right off the bat if I even need to get an entree. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And, um, okay. and for, for married couples, because, you know, a lot of people that I meet are already in a relationship. Um, mm-hmm. So for those people, it could predict whether there are conflicts, uh, let's say, on their way, conflicts that would lead to divorce or separation mm-hmm. before those conflicts become, you know, a serious problem. Mm. So it lets us know now I'm in a relationship, and we already have a couple of bad habits going on. So with taking the test here... I can pretty much figure out if this is going to work or if we're doomed. We're doomed. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, and, and you know, I, I try not to be too um, negative about it because a lot of people that I meet, they already have found someone and they're interested um, in that person and they would like it to work out. So basically the test doesn't really tell you what to do or tell you that your relationship is absolutely going to end in, in a divorce because, you know, that's, that's a personal choice. I mean, there are some people that are in relationships that are very rocky, and they make a mm-hmm. personal choice because of their commitment to stay in that mm-hmm. relationship. But what the test will do is it will tell you whether or not you're headed for a pretty rocky road. And, um, and it's really simple. If you're an X-type personality, you want 
uh, you would want to stay away from Y types and vice versa. So um, that's what the test does, and it can do it before you get into the relationship. It can do it after you're in it. And if you're in it, um, the reason why the book is 300 pages long, actually, is because I felt that I needed to give uh, readers some tips, you know, some techniques. Okay, this is what you can do. If mm-hmm. you, you are saddled in an XY relationship, which, by the way, 85% of the people that I tested are actually in XY relationships. So I had to find some techniques and some tips and some, some adjustments that they could make so that they could actually get their relationships to work rather than just, you know, run off. Okay. So now we talk about these different tests, and I know you have everything. You have the XY personality test and a few others in the book. Mm-hmm. Um what can the test do for singles as well as couples? Okay. Um, right now the statistics are telling us that 90 to 95% of dating singles are mm-hmm. in a relationship that will fail. And I know that sounds very, very negative. But, mm-hmm. yes, if you're single, if you're not married yet, if that commitment isn't, you know, hanging over your head to, to hold you back, 90-something mm-hmm. percent of our relationships will fail, will not make it to the altar. So uh, basically I decided let me do some research to find out why that is. And what I found was quite astonishing. I mean, it's, uh, I didn't read it anywhere else. I had to do five years of research. And what I found is that we have two personalities. Okay. We have a social personality and we have a relationship or relational personality. And so basically the social personality is the one that helps us to choose our partner. It's responsible for making sure that we always look good. So, for instance, when you go to your award <laughs> show, Tiangelo, it's your yeah. social personality <laughs> that's going to show Tiangelo as, you know, hey, you know, he's um, this nice guy, he's very, very <laughs> professional, he's productive. And okay. that is the job of your social personality, to really make people, um, you know, have people like you and really right. make you impressive. So right. the, the unfortunate thing, though, is that most of us, when we meet our significant other, we meet them in a social setting when the social personality is at work. So you meet someone, and what you see, you believe, is what you get. But here's the, here's the problem. We have two personalities. So the social personality takes us part of the way. It allows us to meet the person. It actually comes with a lot of hormones and chemicals and different things to make the person really look good, to blind you to the person's faults. And as soon as you're committed to that person, the social personality withdraws, and then the relationship personality appears. So mm-hmm. you, you've heard people say, you've heard people talk about the dating representative. Okay, right. that, when, they, yeah, when they say that, they're really talking about the social personality. So when he takes off, what you have is a relationship personality, and you hopefully, you know, the personalities are really hoping that you're already committed, you're in love, you're bonded, you're perhaps even married. So now you feel stuck because now the person that you have in front of you is a total stranger to the person that you had before. Right. So the person didn't change, but the personality changed. It kind of switched on you, you know? Right. So what I had to do is, and the reason why it took so many years, I had to find a test that did something that no other test so far has done. The other test would measure your social personality, what people can see on the outside. So I had to find a test that could measure your relationship personality, what you would be like five years into the relationship, into the marriage, ten years down the road, a test that could actually tell you this is what T'Angelo would have a problem with with you five years from now. 
and and I can find all this out by doing the personality test. Exactly, the personality test. It's it's very um very bland. It asks some really que- you know simple questions that you never guess have anything to and do with honestly, relationships. And I was I I had a friend take this test, and I was I I haven't taken it yet because I'm kind of mm. still nervous. But <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to. And my, one of my friends actually got a 65 on the test. Okay. It's, so are you able to, t- let's see, what is that? Are you able to tell us what that means? What does that score mean? Okay. Um, generally, the test in the book, I made it out of 40 um, just so that it's, uh, you know, abbreviated and it would fit in the book and not be too lengthy. Um, mm-hmm. But if you have a test of a, a score of 40, you could easily convert that to, to to you know, to get it to 100 by you know, multiplying by 2.5 or two right. and a half. So it sounds like your friend did that. If he has a score beyond 40, so 65, anything from 50 and above, means that you have an X-type personality, and anything from um, 49 and below means that you have a Y-type. So let me just explain that real quickly. Um, okay. There are two dimensions that I identified as most important for predicting whether or not you're going to enjoy your partner. One is communication. Okay. Communication, and the other one is intimacy. Now, a lot of people would say, well, everybody knows that. You have to be able to communicate with your partner, and you have to learn to be intimate. And, yes, we've known that for a long time. But what what I found out in my research was the reason why, even knowing that we were still having problems in a relationship is we did not know that the amount of communication and the amount of intimacy that someone needs Mm. What causes the problem? So if your friend said, okay, I have a 65 um, score, let's say, on the intimacy scale, right? It means he needs that much, 65% intimacy, to be comfortable in his relationship, to be happy. Now let's suppose he's dating someone that has a score of 35. Okay. Right right there you have a 40-point difference, which means that person that has a score of 35 doesn't need that much intimacy, so they are going to have almost immediate problems. It means that person is going to be looking for emotional support that the other person won't need and won't give. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and won't give. And, and won't it, give, it's, exactly. And, and they don't have it to give, it seems like. It's not that they just don't want the it, they just don't have it. it, it that, you're right. That's the problem. They don't have it to give. In fact, as there's a whole chapter in the book um, dealing with hormones, and what we found is that there are hormones that are responsible for someone being an intimate person and responsible for uh, someone being very communicative. So if you don't have that hormone, I mean, you just couldn't manufacture it out of, out of thin air. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times, you know, people would get with someone else and they'd say, oh, my, you know, my boyfriend isn't really um, that talkative or my g- girlfriend isn't really that affectionate. But they almost make it sound like, it's her choice, and she's just being mean. I mean, she knows that I need more affection. She just is, you know, withholding it because she doesn't, she doesn't care. Right. But what this theory is showing is that she doesn't have it to give. That is interesting. Yes, that, and that's what I, that's what's really fascinating. Like you said, they don't have it. Not that I would, because I, my sister is a why, is uh, um, is all day long. Like all, she's like just when I read what the differences were, I didn't have to have her take the test. She doesn't want to talk to, like, in the family, she doesn't really need to talk to you often. An occasional text message, and she's good, you know? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned that. When I do presentations, um, I usually tell people to take their phones out. 
Take <laughs> okay. your cell phones out. If they're with your significant other, give it over. You know, just just hand it up and mm-hmm. let your significant other see how long your text messages are and how frequent. So what we found is Y type personalities. Remember, X means high. If if you saw X by itself, it just simply means high. Whatever it's describing, it's high, and okay. Y means low. So. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're a Y type, which means that in terms of communication, you're very functional about your communication. You don't have time for chit-chat. There's a reason why you have a lot of husbands coming home and the wives wanting to talk after not seeing them all day. And, and, and he's like, no, I've been doing this all day. You know, I just need, I just need an hour. Give me an hour. Well, right. he's probably a Y type, and he's been talking all day. So he now has expended his reservoir of words. And so he has now to, <laughs> re, to, to regroup and get back this reservoir up before she drains them. Right. She, on the other hand, doesn't get that concept. And X types, by the way, are rejuvenated by words, by talking. So it's the exact opposite. She wants to talk now because that's how she's going to be rejuvenated. And so it's an exact opposite, and so they have this fight over that. But it also plays out with cell phones because a lot of times Y types don't want to be bothered on the job. So when the Ys call and they're like, um, somebody says, okay, it's your wife on the phone, and he grabs the phone thinking, you know, there's an emergency. And she says, oh, I'm just calling to hear your voice. And he's like, what? Are you serious? Right. I'm in the middle Irritation. of an architectural drawing, and you call it to hear my voice? So <laughs> when you look at the phones, Y types tend to have really short texts. If you really want to know, like you go on a date, and this person doesn't know about XY theory, and you want to check it out without spooking them, just ask for the phone if they would hand it up, and or just say, you know, how long is the, like, your average text? Like, the last two texts that he sent, tell me how long they are. And if the person says, one is two words and the other is three words, and you know that you're an X type with a thesis every time you send a text, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, you, you know you're mismatched already. Yeah, and I know I'm an I'm a X all day because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you full details in a text message. Details, that's right. Xs love details. Yeah. Right. And then, and then my brother hits back with K. Okay, you see that? You see that? That, and I, and, and I, I usually share that at presentations also. Um, I used to say, okay, but then somebody corrected me and said, oh, no, 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 no. The real serious wise, it's K. There's no yeah. need to put the O in front of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what is the O for? You, you get what my point. It's not functional. It's useless. <laughs> right. And, you know, and then inside the book, you had one thing that really stuck out to me. is I, I love some of the, voc- the vocabulary, the new words we get to learn, and I love new words. And um, one of them was, Psychological androgyny. I had never heard of such a thing. Could you please explain that in your own words? What is psychological androgyny? Yeah, well, that was a big term um, that they were using. This uh, psychologist was using to to try to explain that we should no longer um, separate people according to gender, at least when it comes to relationships. She was Mm -hmm. saying um, you shouldn't use the gender separation because what we're actually having now, and by the way, that's a good point, in between the year 2000 and 2010, they did a study and they found, on college campuses, and they found that empathy had dropped across the nation by 50%. So what that really meant was, you know, there was a time, you remember the book, um, Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus? I don't know if you yeah, remember that yeah. from years ago. Yeah, Men Are From Mars. It was a major book. Yeah, it was 20 years ago. But 20 years ago, it was, it was real and it was accurate. And a lot of people could identify with it, but that's 20 years ago. Right wow. now, when I test um, folk, 
Now, you would expect typically what I just described, the, the Y types to be males, right? Correct, you yes. Expect, yeah, and you expect the um, talkative, yes. high intimacy needs to be the female. Correct. Okay, but what are we having now with, with the androgyny that she was talking about? We're having a lot of males that have the X-type characteristics. So there's a section in the book where I say, where I title it, there is, neither ma- there is neither male nor female. And it wasn't about sexual orientation, but what it was about is we need to stop stereotyping characteristics in terms of um, relationship. We need to stop doing that according to male and female because when I tested, there were 38% of women that were Y-types. And there were really? 25% of men, mm-hmm, 25% of men were X-types. So what that meant was that we need to stop, we need to move away from that, and this is the reason why I went to X and Y, you know, because anybody could be anything. Right, right. And it's just about your personality and how it plays out with the next. Now, with all this great information, I I have to present the question, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, like, where did you get the inspiration to do this? Did you just wake up one morning and figure, that's right, theory. Well, um, no. To be honest with you, I have to first say that it, I, I want to say that it's my parents. Um, mm-hmm. I, there are other things. You know, of course, the divorce rate being as high. Um, I have a lot of female friends. Um, because I have, you know, I have some X-type in me, I have to admit. So I have a lot of, uh, I have some female friends who keep coming to me and saying, hey, I can't find someone. Um, and so, you know, I would go and i do some statistics because I'm really into research. And I, you know, would find that, you know, like, for instance, like in New York, the ratio of men to women is, is two to one in certain, in certain um, age groups, which, mm-hmm. which, just, which just says, you know, depending on the city that you're in, it can make a difference as to how, how difficult it is to find someone. Um, but so, so all of that factored in. But my parents, I think, were the biggest motivators simply because my mother and my dad, they love each other a lot. And, um, and also they were, they were very spiritual people. You know, they were Christian. They went to church a lot. So mm-hmm. they were very committed to the whole idea of marriage. And so even though they stayed together for 51 years, it has been a rocky marriage. So for the last 10 years, I kid you not, Angelo, I've been begging them, I've been telling them, hey, Mom, Dad, I'm creating this new test. I want you guys to be my first guinea pigs. Could you take this test for me? I think your problem is personality. Not spirituality, spirituality, but personality. They were like, oh, get away, get away, get away. So right. it wasn't until my dad was on his um, deathbed or dying bed, you know, it wasn't until he was actually dying that I went mm. to him in the hospital and I said, Dad, could you just do me this one favor? You know what I'm going to ask you, don't you? He's like, well, you want me to take the test again, huh? Well, this time, of course, he was more open. He said, okay, I'll take the test. Okay. And so he took the test, and his score was 20. And then once my mother saw that, she, uh, she decided, oh, I'll take the test too, and her score was 95. Oh, my. Yeah, and so according to my research, anything outside of a 14-point bracket, you're going to have problems. And look at, they had 75 points to overcome, and it was no wonder they never could have an easy day. I mean, not, not, they didn't, did not have one good year and just stuck together either for the children or for the commitment or for the church, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think, D'Angelo, I think that was the basis of my um, inspiration. Wow, that's, that is really extreme. And that's why I thought this was really a good read because – like you said, it's kind of about the person, and that that's in you is going to continue to be in you. So in 30 and 40 years later, I'm still going to require a bunch of affection, and if the other person exactly. doesn't have it to give. 
Exactly. So you see that you see how they would have influenced me because you're right. That's what I was thinking. Fifty years later, you're complaining about the same thing you complained about in year one. Mm-hmm. It and wasn't so going to change. It, it wasn't going to. It wasn't going to work. And so it doesn't mean that divorce is is always the answer. What it does mean is you need to make some adjustments. And so the book. That's what the book is all about. X Y theory. It tells you how to make. If they had only allowed me to do something a little earlier, they could have made adjustments. Mm-hmm. And they could have had a, a blissful marriage instead of what they endured, you know? Yeah, definitely. This is awesome, Dr. Jacobs. Everyone, we are t- currently talking to Dr. John Jacobs over his recent book, XY Theory, The Dangerous Test. You definitely want to pick up your copy of this book. Um, you can go to his website, which is xytheory.com. And, Dr., where else could a person um, purchase your book or any other um, oh, actually, services everywhere. you offer? It's on, it's on Amazon. Um, you can go to Barnes & Noble. Um, it's also on, on e-books everywhere, so you could you could get it on Kindle or or the Nook or um, the bookstore at Apple. It's everywhere. Awesome, that is truly awesome. Well, I am I'm almost done with the book. I haven't quite finished it yet, but it is definitely in my read because I want to get to these tests. I mean, I know I'm an ex. I already know that based off of like you said the text message test. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. I, yeah. And I have, I have a test in there, as you, you rightly said, there are four tests in there, and I actually put a test in there for the reluctant partner, because some people have partners that absolutely will not take the test either because they're afraid or they're stubborn. And so I have a test that you could take for them. It's 95% accurate, so it'll still tell you what their personality is and tell you what you're up against. Um, and then I have a test, what I call app, your ex test, because I have a lot of people that come to me and they have no closure and they're talking to me about relationships that were going three, four years ago. And so you're able to go and take that test with your ex in mind and it'll actually tell you XY, that the XY difference was the problem all along and you thought it was something else. So the, what, that, was, that was called the app X test? It's called App Your X Test, but it's in the book. There are four tests in the book. There are two for, you know, you and your partner, and then the mm-hmm. third test is for your, the reluctant partner. In case your partner won't take it, you could take it for them. And then the fourth test is for your ex, because, of course, your ex is out of your life and probably out of your, you know, your wheel out. You probably can't even contact them. So you could take the test for them, and it could give you, give you some closure, because a lot of times when an ex is with a Y, Ys take off. If anyone has been in a relationship where two things have happened. You felt like you were giving more than your partner was. Your partner was doing all the taking and you were doing all the giving or all the changing. You're probably mm-hmm. in an XY relationship. Also, if you broke, if the relationship ended, but the partner took off and gave you, gave you absolutely no closure, you didn't know what you did wrong, they didn't return your calls, that behavior is very Y-like behavior. And so that test will allow you to, you know, take the test for your partner and you get some closure because you realize, oh, my gosh, he was a Y. I was an ex, and he just behaved like wise do. And was willing to leave without closure. I didn't even, that, that in itself is fascinating. A lot of people have that happen where they're just, I'm over it, and they leave. Mm-hmm. And see, yeah. So everyone listening, you guys definitely be sure uh, to check out. This is Matters of the Heart. You know, we cover things, relationships, so you definitely want to pick up your copy of XY Theory. It also says how relationships end before they begin. How That's interesting. Right. Indeed. Well, Dr. Jacobs, thank you so much for hanging out with us here at the Kicker Spot and giving us all this insightful knowledge so we can thank be you better. For me. Most definitely. And until next time, Dr. Jacobs, you have a great night. Thank you. Thank you, Tiangela. And good luck at that uh, award show. Thank you. I'm really crossing my fingers. <laughs> hey, it's yours. It's yours. Don't worry about it.
Awesomeness. All righty, you guys. We had just been talking with Dr. Jacobs. Good night, Dr. Jacobs. You have a Good great night. one. And um, you guys, we are kind of hanging out here at the Kika Spot. Dr. Jacobs just finished sharing some very interesting, great information. For more information, um, you can also order your book from xytheory.com. You guys, hang out for a second. When we return, we will welcome beautiful actress Kenya Ferguson to the Kicking Spot. We'll be right back. What's going on? This is your boy, T'Angelo, and you are chilling at the Kicking Spot. Everybody, we are chilling at the kicker spot, and um, we are now sitting here on the Chase Lounge with the beautiful, the bold, and the sexy Kenya Ferguson. Welcome to this king, the kicker spot, Kenya. How are you doing? I'm good. And Tanzo, if you don't get my name right, I'm gonna kill you, Kenya Ferguson. <laughs> okay, it's not like you said Kenya. I was like, I'm gonna get him. No, it's Kenya, Kenya, Kenya. Yes, I love you for that. Thank you. No, I'm so, and I love you for being unbranded. Oh, you are so sweet. Thank you, honey. Um, I, and I have to tell you, you know, when you see a good show, the way you, the way, and people always tell you, the way you know if you've seen a good show is when the audience gives written reviews and you continue to talk about it. And I'm that audience member who is affected that way. And I will definitely say that I was affected by Kenya, un, Kenya unbranded. I guess I did say it wrong. There it was. Ooh, you caught me. <laughs> Oh, it's okay. It's okay. But it's okay. Kina unbranded you, was. You, you, <laughs> you were truly. I had like no. I had no expectation, so I didn't know what I was going into, and you just gave of yourself so raw, so Aww. unbranded. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone Thank listening, you. so Thank you know, Kina had, you are more than welcome, Kina had a one-woman show where she performed and she danced and she acted some very intimate scenes from her life. And I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to have to ask her to do the voice for me because I'm going to fall out laughing when you do this, if you would do this for me. What? You what? Had a, the one that I quote, and I just sent a text message yesterday to my friend who went with me, so where are you from? It doesn't matter. It's not it LA. Matter. It's not LA. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's my aunt's favorite character too. She says it to me every time I see her. She's always like, Wait, where are you from? Doesn't matter. It's not LA. <laughs> yes. 
I loved it. Oh, <laughs> Thank <God>. you. <laughs> you. And then the walks that she would do, my friend was like, what, what, what is she doing? I said, that's a sexy right. walk. She being sexy. Look at her. Oh, that's how it was in my head. You know what I mean? Like, all those stories from that show were all real stories. Um, you know, and some, um, you know, you pump up a little bit. Um, obviously, she didn't walk just like that by any means. But in my right. head and when I was with her, that's how it felt. It was like that's how I felt like she was prancing around. <laughs> it was so awesome. I mean, I and I'm, I'm hoping – I get an email with you doing it again because there's a few um, friends that I definitely want to take and I just know are going to enjoy it. And to the oh, listening okay. audience, you guys, just give you a few little things. That she, well, actually, can you tell us what's a couple of scenes you can share with the, uh, the listeners? Um, well, Kina and Brandon, the, the One Woman Show, it's about, it is about these random moments in my life that some of them are super significant and some of them may not be um, as, like, poignant, you know, but they were things that affected me in some way, whether good, bad, and different, but they helped to shape me. And so, as you see, I talk about from being, from scenes where I was a little girl and, you know, um, I messed up. I messed up a word in the finals of a spelling bee because my friends told me if I did if I got it right they wouldn't be my friend anymore. So I messed it up, and that was kind of the beginning of me, you know, being like, oh, you know, you want people to like you, so you know, you got to kind of downplay your talents and your gifts from God, and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know, and so then there's that, and then there's you know, I have my men section where you know yeah. I talk about different dates that I've gone on with guys who have, you know, no, it's, some are bad, some are good, and some are just like it's just funny experiences of like. You know, like the guy who's roaring in bed like a lion, like, what? Like, really? Who's doing that in life? Um, you know, to to loss, you know, losing my grandpa and how that really affected me and how, you know, in, in the face of living life and you think something really, you know, you think something major happens, but then you find out someone really close to you passes away, you realize that what you thought was big really isn't so big. So, right. you know, I kind of just take you through those journeys that I've had, and it is my story, it is my life, and it's how it's affected me, but it's just an inside look into those raw, as you said, those kind of raw, vulnerable moments that some of the things you don't want to say out loud, some of the things you don't want people to know about you. But I felt like if I was going to get up here and say I'm going to be unbranded, then I had to really be unbranded and really allow yeah. myself to speak, you know. And you did that. <laughs> oh, thank you. And you mentioned Thanks. your men's section, and I'm going to have to say, and I think I told you after the show that you were probably, you have probably been the first female that I've seen perform men so strong, so believable. Uh, like, people, if you guys see her men's section, you have to check it out. Because the men that <laughs> she played, you knew, if you met this person, you knew it. You were like, like a dude with a dress? Oh, yeah, I met him yes. a few times. You met him, right? L- you know that dude. Yeah, in L.A., you've met him a few times. He, he's, he's a producer, right. or he plays the guitar. Right. Right. Oh, Hello. Yeah, Hello. Yeah. He raps, oh, yeah, we you know. know. He, he always talks peace. Just, uh, how you doing, queen? You know, he, he yeah. talks like yeah. that. You're like, oh, right, I know this dude. And it's so funny because I had so many women be like, oh, my God, we must have dated the same men. But so many <laughs> women could relate. Because they all knew these guys. They all knew them. They had all seen them before. And, you know, that's the beauty of a show, that no matter what your story is, there's always going to be people who can relate on some level. Yeah, definitely. A lot of the characters, I mean, if you've been in L.A., like I've, you know, been here for quite a while, and I've met most of the characters that you introduced. I've met most of them. (laughs) The audition scene to the girl in L.A., to the men. I mean, all of yeah. them. I've met them. Yeah, I know, because they are here, honey. They are here. They are here <laughs> I mean, ain't going nowhere. It's awesome. Yes. That is awesome. Now, 
Oh, I'm there. I'm so there. So <laughs> now, where are you originally from? I am originally from Jefferson City, Missouri, show me state in the house. Um, <laughs> and then I went to college at the Ohio State University and then, you know, moved to Los Angeles from there. Right. Oh, that is Which awesome. Is, yeah, so, you know, Midwest and now I'm, you know, West Coast girl. All right there now. So yes. now you, 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 now is Kena on brand? Are we finished with that or shall I keep an ear out? No, keep an ear out. Um, we are looking, we are in the talks of doing some different things with it, you know, different cities and, you know, uh, some more performances here in L.A. and some tour right. stuff. So, you know, we're, we're talking about it. We're seeing what's happening, you know. Um, everything is always a scheduling thing, you know, mixed with that right. in, in my film television career. So it's, you know, it's always a mix. So, um, yeah, but Kena and Brandon is definitely far from finished. Because you're, you're doing that of scheduling. You're doing it. And speaking yeah. of doing it, to the listeners, let's go ahead and tip our hat off to Miss Ferguson as she just had a movie release on <laughs> Monday, Red Line. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank so tell you. us a Thank bit you. about this film. Yeah, I'm super excited about this movie. Um, Red Line is about a group of people who, sub- who survive a subway bombing. And um, as they're trapped underground on the subway, they realize that there is another bomb that made it to go off, and it's then that they realize that one of the survivors must be the killer. And so we have to figure out who the killer is, and we have to figure out how to disarm this bomb and get and you know get from being trapped underground. So it's a great thriller. I play the character Rubina. Um, and I actually play an American Muslim woman, so there's things that come in when we're talking about who's the killer or who's the terrorist. There's things that come in about, you know, race and religion and, and you know, what does a killer look like and, you know, well, who could be doing it. And mm-hmm. I had an awesome time shooting this film. It was such a great role for me, and it was so fantastic. And, um, you know, it's already getting really great reviews. Um, people are saying it's well-directed, well-acted, um, mm-hmm. you know, a great thriller to watch, so I'm very excited about it. Uh, I was just home this past week, and me and my parents, uh, <laughs> when, you know, we got to see it, so it was fantastic. That is awesome. Now, is this your first time doing a film of this nature, this style? It is my first thriller. thriller. It is my yeah. first thriller. Um, and, uh, you know, and I actually love doing thrillers, so this was a great one to do. We shot it up in San Diego, and, uh, oh, my gosh, Mike's amazing. The director... Robert Curbison is great. And uh, so we shot it up in San Diego, so I was up there shooting that. And, um, yeah, it was, it was great. It was like, such a good time. And we were dirty the whole, the whole <laughs> shoot because, we're, you know, we're, we just survived the bomb. So, like, right. so it was like every day it was like you put dirt on you and put blood <laughs> all over you. And I was like, just, this is not a clean shoot at all. <laughs> and everyone thinks you're like in Hollywood being beautiful. Not so much. Right. Not so much. <laughs> I'm putting dirt on my face every single day to shoot a movie for six weeks. <laughs> and then um, Kevin Sizemore was in this film with you. Yes, correct? Kevin Sizemore, who I love, who has just become such a dear friend of mine. He's uh, right. currently on Under the Dome and um, some other great stuff, and he has been just a blessing as well. He's been so supportive of me and my career, and we've just become him and his family. I just I love them. So, yeah, he's in the film as well as John Billingsley, who – Anybody who sees him knows him. He's from True Blood. He was uh, Denzel's 
co-lead and out of time. He was on the show Revenge. And then uh-huh. Nicole Gale Anderson is also in the film, and she is um, she's from a lot of Disney shows. She's currently on the show Beauty and the Beast, but she was from Make It or Break It and the Jonas Brothers show on Disney. So um, it was a great cast. And the guy who yeah. was her husband, Jamie Nieto, was a 2012 Olympian, which I was like, you were in the Olympics. What? What? How is that possible? What? Like, so, right. <laughs> so All right. Like, I know, right? And I was like, oh, my husband's an Olympian. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to have to check this out. And I haven't had a chance to see the film yet, but I'm definitely, like, yes. I, I wanted to see it before, but now that you're telling me the plot, I'm like, ooh, yeah, underground, yes. bomb still going yes. on, and the murderer is right here? All right. So, All of it wait, in one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm nervous. I can't even talk around you no more. I don't even know you. <laughs> it could have been, been you. And then, yes. it's, it's, and as we go to your webpage, we just see that you have so much going on. You are just oh. you're doing what Tangelo believes is called living life to the fullest. Just living live. life. Yes, honey, we have to live life to the fullest. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm I'm grateful. You know, we're always, of course, we're always moving forward and trying to keep pushing and getting to. You know, whatever the next level is, who who knows what that looks like. But, you know, for me, I'm happy doing what it is that I do. I'm happy being an actress. I'm happy being able to use my gifts um, in the world. And so that's, you know, for me, that's the ultimate is just to be able to wake up every day and do what I'm passionate about doing. So now for you, Kina, what is like the the unicorn role for you, like that one role that you just have to play? Oh, gosh, there's a couple of things. Okay, so let me tell you first that I have a guilty pleasure role. My guilty okay. pleasure role is I just want to, right, it's my guilty pleasure role is that I just want to be in a horror movie. Like, I want to be in a horror movie, and I want to live. I want to live and in you a horror live? movie. Oh, that's live. a stretch. <laughs> right, that's a stretch, but I would love to, okay, at least make it to the last five minutes of the movie. Let me at least make it to the last five minutes of the movie. Um, I love that's it. my guilty pleasure. I am so dying to be in a horror film because I'm actually really, really scared of horror movies, and I have to sleep with my lights on for like a month after I see a horror film. Really? But, oh, my gosh, I'm like super scary. Like, I saw Gothica, and people were like, Gothica wasn't scary. I was like, oh, my God, I couldn't sleep. I had to have my lights on the TVs all day, like, for a month. Oh, you're so um, adorable. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so that's my guilty pleasure. I was just I'm dying to do a horror film. But I did a film called Forever No More, um, which is an action film, and I fell in love with doing action. Like, all that gun training and, mm-hmm. you know, running through things. And, so I'm like, oh, I want to do a big action movie, you know, just with – all that fun stuff of the guns and running around and like right. cop chases and you know like cop chases what's that um, car chases and car chases. Uh, all those kind of things and so I'm really 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 would love to do a huge action film and one that like has a great story in it you know one that's like really yeah. fun for everybody to watch like a Tomb Raider like Angelina Jolie yeah. and Tomb Raider. Exactly, exactly. Mm, you know, so hmm. I, I really would love to do an action film like that's that's where I am now and aside from starring in my own in my own series, of course, but... <laughs> right, 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 but of course, yes. but of course. But of course. So, um, so yeah, so that, that's that's where I am uh, now, you know, and I mean, again, who who doesn't want to play these great, dramatic, deep roles, you know, but um, right. if you're asking my top two right now, that's where I am right now. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. And then is there anybody in Hollywood that you were so eager to work with? Hello. Yes. Um, okay, first of all, can we just say, can I work with Idris Elba, please? Can I just work with him? 
Because he, he I mean, I think I talked to his publicist, and she told me he has like a three-year waiting list. Yeah, I'm sure he does. I just want to get to the front and work with him tomorrow. Um, you know, besides the fact that he's, you know, besides all of that, which we all know he's beautiful, but he's an amazing actor. Like, I love watching his work. And um, what he's doing in Luther, like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need to work with this man. So he's right. um, definitely someone who's at the top of my list. Of course, I mean, you know, you've got to say Meryl Streep. If you don't say Meryl Streep, I, I, don't, Ooh, know. Right. I, I don't know how you could live without saying Meryl Streep because I think how? she's beyond. And someone else who I would – I'm like, can I play her best friend is Rachel McAdams. Like, I love <laughs> Rachel McAdams. I'm like, can I play her best friend and be her best friend in life? Like, I think she's amazing. Um, ever since The Notebook, I fell in love with her and everything she's done since. I just really appreciate work um you know but that list is endless i mean that list of people that i like is really endless because there's some great talent out there that i really respect um so yeah idris merrill rachel mcgowan daniel day lewis i mean hello daniel day lewis yes you know um yeah right <laughs> you you, <laughs> you, know. you definitely do. okay i i can dig it i, I can dig it Yes. Well, awesome. Well, Kina, this has been awesome. This is your second time on my show. I realized too. You've been with us yes. before. Yes, I was yes. when I was on this when I was on the series Breaking Point. Breakout. Breaking Point. Uh, yes. Playing, playing the diva bitch for all practical purposes. Yeah, you played um, her character so well. I thought you were going to be something like her. I did. I expected I, you to be like her. I know. People would be like, ooh, I do not like you. I'm like, it's just my character. I'm really nice in real life. No, um, so yeah. I doubt it. You couldn't have been. You played that way too well. Mm-mm. You channeled some inner you. <laughs> I channeled something from inside. Wasn't that what we all do? We channel something. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, it is. It's been great, to, And it was great to see you. So thank you for the support of Kina Unbranded. And uh, I know that you're a dancer like me, so we connected on that as well. So many moons, yes, yes, I do. Oh, That's don't say so many passion. moons. You know, you can still get that leg up. <laughs> <laughs> if only, if only. <laughs> well, awesomeness, Wakina, thank you so much for hanging out with us here at the Kicker Spot. We're definitely following you, the Kicker Spot listeners. All of EOTM is becoming aware that they need to go by and see Kina unbranded because it's going yes. down. Yes, and awesome. please, you know, anyone can reach me on my on my website, which is KinaFerguson.com. Um, I've got some great stuff coming on and coming out, so please stay tuned for that. And uh, if anybody's in the area, August 15th and 16th, I am producing the One Lens Film Festival, so we would love for people to come out for that. Awesome. They're my famous well, plugs. <laughs> <laughs> get them in, get them in. Get them well, in, next honey. Time. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you. Have a you great have a good evening. Night. Thank okay, you. Bye. Bye. You guys, we're going to take a quick musical break, and when we return, we'll be doing a salute to heroes, speaking with Dion Edwards and calling live from Afghanistan, author Michael Wallace. You guys, stick around. We'll be right back. And you were tuned into the Kickin' Spot.
some feeling If you wanna leave, I'm with it
Hey, you guys, what's going on? This is your boy, T. Angelo, and we are chilling at the kicker spot. And we are now entering a segment that is really dear to my heart, which is a salute to heroes. This is a time where we have the opportunity to give back to those servicemen and women who sacrifice so much so we can have the liberties and freedoms we have today. So um, to start this evening, we're actually hanging out with producer of Twice.Online News, excuse me, newspaper, Dion Edwards. So let's go ahead and welcome Dion to the show, you guys. Good evening, Dion. How are we doing? Uh-oh. Do I not have Dion? Do no, this isn't this isn't Dion. Oh my apologies. Then I must be hanging out with Mike Wallace then. Yes, yes. This is this is, this yes. is Michael. Well, What's going on let I'm great. We'll have to give you a proper introduction. My apologies. Everyone, we are here with the book author extraordinaire, Michael Wallace, who is calling in from Afghanistan. I am so, like, live and turned up right now. Thank you for being a guest on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. You know, I appreciate the do-over. That, that, that was much better. That was much better than I <laughs> Well, thank you very much. Thank you. We have another charitable event going on. We'll discuss that later on. Let's get into your right. book. A yeah. great book yes. it is. Yeah, did well, you get your copy? I, they, they sent me the digital copy, so I did get a chance yeah. to, you know, go through it. And it's funny because I usually have hard copies. And I was like, digital copy is so much easier to carry around. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, the digital copy the digital copy is much easier to to, uh, to read. I, I would have tried to get you a hard copy, and I can still send it to you after this. It's just not a problem. Well, why? Thank you, but no worries. The listeners are still going to be able to get the meat and the gristle of this book when it comes to embetterment of life. You know, and with right, my slogan right, right. "Live Life to the Fullest." I really felt that your book embodied, you know, that and helped us to really move forward into that. Um, right, excuse me. Right, so right. Um, I'm losing my thought here. Oh, so to the to the listening audience, let's give them the title of the book. We're talking so much about it. I'm going to say it wrong. I try to memorize it, but it's what, – what, give me the title again. I'm going to say it wrong. The, the title is With All Thy Getting. Getting. Right. There we and go. With uh, all yes, thy getting. Yes, with all thy getting. Yes, yes. And, and with all thy getting actually comes from uh, the Bible verse, Proverbs 4, uh, uh, verse 7. Uh, and, and really what it talks about is the, the, the verse itself really talks about, you know, getting an understanding of all situations, not just uh, getting a knowledge of the things that you come to learn in this life, but, you know, an understanding of everything in this life. But the relationship, but the, but the book itself talks about just relationships. And I'm not just talking about uh, marriages, uh, boyfriends or girlfriends, anything like that, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about, like, all aspects of relationships. You know, um, the, the America right now, it's divided right now, you know. Um, uh, you know, you've been following the Zimmer. You, you've seen the Zimmerman trial, and the, the Trayvon Martin situation was a tragedy uh, all by right. itself. And so, people, people are really, people are really divided, divided right now. And uh, and this book kind of goes into detail about that, you know, and, and it covers a lot of ground in just you know 129 pages. So, um, so it's, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty exciting. Pretty pretty exciting. Uh, a lot I of insightful things in there. Yeah. So now, where did now? Okay, let's first start off. You're in Afghanistan right now. What is? Why are we in Afghanistan? What are you working on? Well, I can't really talk about that. My job is pretty classified. Okay. That's, that's a James Bond moment for you right there. Oh, but, um, see, I didn't know if you were writing a new book and getting you know getting new insight. <laughs> 
I am actually I am actually going to be right, working on a new book probably starting in the next few months. But um, but yeah, I've been I'm in I'm in Afghanistan, but I've been traveling a lot, and uh, okay. and my travels for the past eight to eight to uh, ten years uh, with the military contracting. I've had a chance to speak to a lot of different people from different uh, different parts of the world. I mean, you're talking about mm-hmm. India, Colombia. Uh, Thailand, uh, Macedonia, all different people from all walks of life, and, uh, and, and talking talking with these people from different backgrounds and different cultures and different values helped put this book together. And so, mm. you know, you really get a chance to look at yourself uh, and, and look at the culture that we come from, an American culture, and, and do a, do a comparison. You know, and, and, it's, and it's fascinating some of the things that you find. And so, I put a lot of that information inside this book. A lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff that they can apply, people can apply today. Uh, it's not right. too, it's not too complicated. When you when you read when you read the book, it's very easy on the reader. Uh, you know, very practical, easy to follow steps to help to get the most out of a, out of our relationships. And now, in the book, you mentioned that when the readers are reading the book, that you should have pen and pad. They're taking notes. Now that the book Absolutely. is complete, do you find yourself reading your book, taking notes on yourself? Absolutely, that's a wonderful question. I, you, you know, I have to go back to go back to this book. Uh, you know, you, you have to practice what you preach, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I say in the book numerous times. You know, this this book is more like, you know, there's no, especially when you're talking about relationships. There's no, uh, there's no uh, destination, right? You know, relationships are constantly changing, interactions are constantly changing, people are constantly growing, and so you know, it's always a work in progress. I make sure that I put in the book, you know, you know, this is the things that I'm stating in this book, you know, uh, these changes and and these expectations, you know, they have to be realistic, you know, they're not going to happen overnight, you know. So right. You're going right. to go through the book, you know, you're going to you're going to come to one of them aha moments, and uh, you're going to underline something, you know, you're going to go try to work it. It's going to work the first time, maybe it won't, you know. You come back to, you might forget some things, and so I ask everybody just to keep the book like kind of like a pamphlet, you know, and uh, and just use it use it that way. And I, I definitely agree that when you're reading the book, you it, it's very much in, introspective. You're always looking in to figure out, you know, how you can better yourself right. and um, that positive energy that you, of course, want to exude. And I think that's pretty awesome. Now, in the in the beginning of the book, you dedicated it to your grandmothers, and yeah. also throughout the book, yeah. you have a lot of Bible quotes. Were were yeah. your grandmothers strong? Um, did they have strong religious influence in your life? Yeah, absolutely. I, I had one of those grandmothers that took you to church Monday through Monday through Monday. Okay, <laughs> you know, you know, we, I know, you know, they were. That was it, man. You, you went to you went to school. Uh, you, you went to school. And you came back home from school, man. A few hours, you did your homework, and a few hours after that, you know, you was back in church again, and so on. Yeah, a lot of the um, uh, my my grandmothers, you know, they had a, they played a large role role in my life, and uh, you know, one one grandmother, uh, Grandma Gladys, she was in uh, New Jersey. She passed away a, a year ago. Uh, Sorry, and, here. Uh, and my yeah, and uh, my my grandmother in North Carolina around the same time. Um, they were they played a very huge part of my upbringing, and uh, also uh, you know instilling in me you know the, the biblical principles you know uh, that I that I try to use every day. You know, I'm pretty sure all of us have that. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. so, yeah, I did want to dedicate this book to them, absolutely. That's awesome. So now when you first took on this this project of writing a book, where did that, where did your inspiration come from? What made you decide to do this book at this time? <laughs> oh, man, that's a great, that's a great question. I talk about, I talk about this in the book. But um, 
Actually, the, the idea to write this book came from a conversation I was having uh, when I was in Iraq back in 2000, 2011. I was working for a company out there called uh, KBR, and uh, I was a manager, and I had these two employees under me. One was from – now, listen to this. One was from South Carolina, uh, African-American okay. young gentleman from South, uh, South Carolina. The other brother was from Bosnia, okay? <laughs> wow, and, random. Uh, I have two places yeah, there. Yeah, and, and – I'd given both of them. I'd given. I'd given both of them something to do where they were to work together and to get it accomplished. You know, I needed. I needed it done by the by the end of the day. And so, you know, I gave them that task in the morning time, and I came back at the end of the day uh, to try to figure out, you know, if it had been completed or not, and it had nothing been done. But neither hmm. one of them, neither one of them, uh, could really give me a reason why. So when I pulled when I pulled them aside, you know, I tried to speak to them, and, and uh, they were trying to tell me what what happened. When you when you listen to them, when I spoke to the guy from South Carolina, he was speaking to me from from uh, from a from a position thinking that the other person, the, the guy from Bosnia, um, didn't really respect and didn't really really like him. And and the same thing from uh, from the Bosnian guy. When I had the conversation with him, uh, he, he, he had the same thing. So what you had now is just this this wall of mis- misinterpretation, misunderstanding. So when I brought, brought them both into my office and I both sat down and explained explain both of them uh, exactly where they went wrong, the conversation kind of changed from them two talking to me to them two talking to each other. And then after that, after that, those two went on to be like the best of friends and and end up doing a a whole lot of things. And and it was after that conversation when I sat down, I mean, it really just came to me like, you know, know, just to start writing um, Mm -hmm. amongst other things. Just to start writing this stuff down, and and and, uh, and and this book, this book, I talk about all aspects of relationships, right? You know, uh, not just, you know, there's there's different scenarios that you're going to get into, okay? You know, um, uh, some, some you, you might be, uh, for example, let's just say if, you, if you've got a you've got a girlfriend now, you know, I'm pretty sure Tangela, you've got a bunch of girls running around uh, California there, <laughs> you know, being a If I wasn't working, you know, when you're working this hard, you can't keep up with all that. <laughs> And so and, and, and so um and so um you know you've got ways on the, how to interact with each other you know and I talk about you know uh, watching uh, watching the words uh, words that you use you know when you when you when you when you're angry you know the power of your words you know some of the things mm-hmm. that you say when you're ang- when you're angry are the most damaging words and sometimes you can't come back from that and so you really have to be careful about that about that kind of thing I also talk about I also talk about uh, understanding how how um. Uh, how that we are, how that a misunderstanding can happen from point A to point Z. So, um, and forgiveness and 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 letting go of all these grudges. And you know, I've got a, I've got a. Um, again, this is applicable to my own life. You know, I've got some family members right, members right now who haven't spoken in almost five to six years. You know, uh, I, I speak, I speak on, um, and I talk to them. I talk to them, talk to them daily. Also, in my, my my own personal situation, you know, I speak about my father. You know, this book was written. This book was writ- written during the time that I was reconcil- reconciling our relationship with my father, which that relationship now now is great. So I know that it works. Uh, I know that it, uh, it it can help. You know, and um, I hope everybody gets the same kind of results out of it that I did. I'm I'm so sure. And if they if you definitely take it serious and apply the um, tools that you are presenting here. I couldn't see how they could not. Now, I wanted to ask if you could expand expand uh, on your thoughts of why you said we must sow good seeds into others, into others' lives if we want good things to happen to us. 
Yeah, absolutely. Great, 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 great quote. Uh, you know, the you know, you got the universal laws. You know, what you do unto others will be done unto you. You know, that, that that's not that's that's an actual fact. You know, mm-hmm. and so bad things happen to good people, but you can you can usurp that by doing doing good things for others. You know, uh, you know, it's really not about it's really not about us. Uh, you know, it's about the other person. You know, in in the book. I talk about uh, I talk about uh, especially when you, especially when you're talking about especially when you're talking about uh, uh, working through a relationship. You know, uh, most people most people are takers and, and not givers. You know, and and what I really want to do is I really want to motivate people to start giving more, giving more of themselves, not necessarily giving finances or, or assets, but giving more okay. of themselves. You know, uh, you know, you can give your time. You know, time is something is one of the most valuable things that we have because that's something that we can't give back. So, I'm, right. so I mean, you know, if you can, uh, there's some, you know, somebody out there that may need your help uh, or just may need a, a shoulder to uh, to cry on or just a an ear. You know, uh, you know, try to be there for that person. You know. Um, Try, you know, try to, uh, you know, if you, if you I, I said something the other day on my Facebook page, you know, I said, you know, I said, uh, today when you're going to work, you know, don't just drive past the guy standing out there asking for money. Actually, actually go stop, you know, it, just just this one day, actually stop and then give them, a, you know, a little bit of change, you know. Some people right. spend 4 or $5 on cigarettes. They can surely save themselves. Cancer for a day and give that five dollars to this to this uh, to this to this homeless person. And I said, even take it a step farther. I said, when you go into lunch, don't just buy lunch for yourself. Buy, buy lunch for one of them, you know. And so some of the, you know, I got a mixed reactions on that. But you know, but see, this is it's not people when they responded. A lot of them when they responded, they they focus it on themselves. But see, it's not mm-hmm. about she. It's about this per, this this other this other person. You understand what I'm saying? I, you know, I, I definitely so, um, do. Like you said. And I, I thought it was an awesome quote because I not only agree with it, but like you said, when you invest in other people, it's it becomes most apparent when it's time for you to cash in on your investments. Bad things do Absolutely. happen to good people, but if those bad things happen and you've been good to others, that network you can pull from would just be a lot stronger. And so another Absolutely. quote I wanted to I wanted to pull from your book was about the King Jr. quote. You used the one you used in the book. I thought was very powerful. Um, it stated, "Be loving enough to absorb evil, and understanding mm. enough to turn an enemy into a friend." Now, mm. with that being said, uh, Michael, do you feel that that message should be applied today with the current situation uh, with Trayvon Martin? Oh man, excellent question, man. What do you got a book? Of excellent question. You're a professional. <laughs> <laughs> we work. Team Angelo is no joke. It's a great book. <laughs> great, great question. Yeah, that's one of my one of my favorite quotes, and and uh, and I want to you know I actually want to be careful when I when I when I respond on this Trayvon Martin because you know it's a very sensitive subject. You know, right? People, definitely. Uh, people feel a lot of different things uh, in, in reference to this. You know, and um, uh, you know I, I think we all, we all can agree. We all can agree that um, the uh, judicial system, the, the the justice system, in that aspect uh, wasn't wasn't in uh, Trayvon's favor, and uh, I think there's some things that could be looked at uh, into that and to make some changes there. But my my response my response to that in reference to the quote by Martin Luther King is, you know, if we're if we're gonna make any changes to society at all, it's not the reacting violence, you know, mm-hmm. and and thank God that. We didn't have any riots, 
you know, everybody kind of gathered in the streets and were doing positive protests. You see the uh, some uh, superstars are kind of uh, boycotting doing any performances there in Florida. I think it's a wonderful idea, you know. And, and I think that uh, we're seeing a lot of progress being made because before, remember the Rodney King verdict in California on urine, right? Well, they you had know, a mini. Kinda... They had a mini riot here. It didn't get carried oh, did away. They? It they did. It 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 was ridiculous. But oh, it was wow. it was a fraction of a Rodney King situation. I mean, a mere right. fraction. But you're absolutely right. Yeah, the negative energy doesn't solve anything. It 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 doesn't, you know. And it actually and and what that actually does, it actually creates the opposite effect, you know. If you know, and what I'm about to say, I know it's going to be pretty pretty controversial, but you know. Um, if, if we're trying to fight a perception, if, if we're trying to fight a perception that mm-hmm. America has a good, a, against us, it's not going to do us any justice to act in a way that validates that perception. Do you understand? You understand what I'm saying? I I do. You I know, think that's a fact of the if, matter. If, if if I come into if I come into work or, or if I walk in if I come into work and everybody there doesn't really have a good understanding of who I am, but they 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 have a perception. Uh, that I may be a violent, angry African American man. The very moment that I'm put into a situation, uh, a situation, and I react in the very same way that they expected me to, that kind of validates their whole perception. Right. And I'm not really changing anything at all. In fact, if I if, if nothing happens to me when I come back the, the next time, you know, it, the, the the perception would be greater than it was before. And so my whole point is, my whole point is, if, if we're gonna get, if we're gonna, we got, if we're gonna make any changes into society and uh, in, in this perception with, with African-American people. You know, we need to continue to make positive steps that we're doing, continue to focus on our youth, focus on our communities, and uh, and, uh, and and let let the real judgment rely in, in, in God's hands. You know, let's not yeah. go take any uh, violent actions actions of our own. That's not going to work. That's not going to work out at all. So, Not at all. And then you know, I think I think if Martin Luther King, I think if Martin Luther King was here, he would have did exactly what everybody's knowing now. He would have walked, he would have made speeches, he would have he would have brought it to the government steps uh, to right. uh, make this and make justice be served. But the very moment that somebody would have thrown thrown a rock and hit uh, Zimmerman in the head, you know, Martin Luther King would have been very upset. You know, he was never about that. And so, um, exactly, uh, we're really going to be quoting him like a lot of people like to do. We're really going to be quoting him. And, and talking about change, and we really need to listen to his teachings and follow exactly what he's saying, you know, and handle this accordingly. Now, with your your walk, you know, in, on, on, in life right now, you're you're visiting all these other countries, all these other cultures. Um, in pertaining to American culture, from your from your learnings, how do you think how do you think us understanding one another got so lost? How 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 what now? How understanding? As a, you know, as an American community, as an American community, how has understanding each other got so lost? Why does it seem like we don't understand our fellow men? Well, actually, that's not that that part, that problem of misunderstanding and conflict resolution, a result reconciliation, forgiveness, uh, self control is not just an American problem. It's actually it's a world problem. This book is traveled. I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting emails and messages every day from people all over the world, you know, and mm. uh, this 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 problem that is, is a is a human problem, not not just a not just a, a, a problem for mm. Americans, but that's just a, a, a character character a character flaw, you know. We all okay. struggle with that, you know, you know, you know, uh, and so um, 
um, we, we, we all can uh, learn to be more patient with one another. Uh, we all can. There's always somebody that's, that's ups, upset us that we can probably forgive and, and, and move on and from, from from the situation. And it's pretty pretty much probably some you know somebody, someone in all of our lives who we need to uh, go reconcile with who we haven't spoken to in over some years. You know, over an issue that we probably really don't even remember. And so um, this 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 with all of our getting isn't just um, needed for. American culture, but it's been it's been effective in all all cultures. Uh, I guess I got a message from Colombia the other day about a fan from uh, about a family. Uh, this young man said he he really didn't um uh, he really hadn't spoken to his father in over in over six years, and uh, that the, you know that that the, but he was a teenager. He said he's now twenty three years old. He's twenty three years old now. And after reading halfway through the book, he called his father, and you know they're beginning to work work some things out, and so um. So um, and I get messages like that all the time. So mm. it's not just an, well, it's not just it's not just us. You know, this message is for is for the, for the whole world. That is truly awesome, everyone. We are sitting here talking with author Michael Wallace live from Afghanistan as we are discussing his tremendous book, uh, "With All Thy Getting: Changing Your Life with the Power of Understanding." And um, you can just go by, you can go to Amazon.com to order your copy of this book, and it is just really great. Um, this is a great self-help book. I mean, you talk about you talked about understanding and forgiveness. Forgiveness is a major mm-hmm. thing people keep talking about, and I think I'm okay with that. There's probably maybe one or two people I need to work on forgiving, but I think I'm all right so far. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. You know, uh, I mean. You know, we we all. You know what? The, the the very best gauge of finding out exactly exactly uh, how you are is uh, sitting down with your family, sitting down with your family, and getting an honest uh, an honest uh, gauge. You know, gauging your relationships, right? You know, thinking about your relationship with your mother. You know, and you would be surprised there are a lot of people out there who aren't as close to their mother as you would think. You know, which you know, as as I was going through this research, you know, people are arguing mm-hmm. with their family all, all the time. And so, um, you know, what I want to do is I want to motivate people, you know, to to do some self-analyzing. Now, this book doesn't talk about anybody else. All right, I want I want to make that very clear. The okay. book doesn't. This book doesn't place blame. The book. The book is, you know, talks about you know dealing with yourself because you can never change anyone else. But you can't—you you can't control that. But you can't control how you respond to a situation. You can't right. control your actions. You know. You know. If you want to see any change, any positive change made in any aspect of your life, you know, you need to start with yourself first before you can apply. You know, apply it anywhere else. You know. A lot of people, blogs, uh, news, uh, any, anywhere you look, on all the media. You know, we always want to we always want to place blame on governments and 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 all these outside entities. But the truth is. The truth of the matter is, if you want to see some change made, you want to see something happen, you know, it starts right there in your home. You know, it starts right. with you first. It starts with you first. It starts with your children. It starts with your communities, you know, and it, and, and, and it starts from the ground up. A home is built from the ground up, not from the top down. Right, right. You know, and so, and so um, that's that's the message that I'm really, really trying to get in this book, you know. Um, you know, let's take in a, self, a real good react, uh, look at ourselves uh you know, and, I think going out. I'm sorry. I was gonna say I, I feel that you really. I was gonna say I feel that you really did achieve your goal. I, I feel through this text that readers definitely can get the opportunity to, to again do some introspective looking and find how to in, 
how to enhance themselves and truly live their life to the fullest. Right, right. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I, I hope so. I, I really do. I really well, do. Michael, it's been an exciting time. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I I live in excitement. Actually, I have to calm down at times. <laughs> but um, and having you as a guest on my show has truly been another exciting, very exciting um, accomplishment. So again, I want to say thank you, Michael, for coming out and hanging here with us for a salute to heroes and. Um, where where's the best place to go to uh, to order your book? Yeah, um, you can go to xlibris.com. That's x l i b r i s dot com. It's in the bookstore. Just type in my name, Michael W. Wallace, or okay. just type in the title with all that getting. It's also available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNobles.com. People can find updates on book tours or my future writings on my on my Facebook page. Uh, go to facebook.com backslash only one Wallace. Find me there, and uh, and that's and that's where, where they can get the book. You know, hey, and Tangelo, thank you for having me on here. Thank you for the invite, man. You know, I really appreciate your support on this. I really do, brother. You are more than welcome. You actually captivated one of my um, one of my team members who presented the book to me. It was like, T, we have to have this guy. This book is awesome. And I was like, oh, this is great. I, I, this is great. <laughs> oh, so I, really, awesome. I thank you so much for accepting the invitation. And um, we, we got an eye on you, Mr. Wallace, so you have to keep up with this good content because we got an eye on you now. Oh. Uh. That's awesome. Hey, thank you. And listen, I do have I do have uh, more things coming. Uh, Tangelo, you guys will be probably the first to know. And uh, awesome. so just stay tuned um, uh, in the next coming months. You know, um, I've got some other things that I'm working on. Some really some really powerful, controversial stuff. You know, I'm I'm really about focusing on the individual than on on anything else. But um, um, there's a lot of things that we we you know I, I want to discuss and put out to the world. And so I got some great things great things coming. All right, well, we look forward to it. We surely are looking forward to it. Well, thank you again, Michael, for calling in. We really appreciate you, and you have a great – it's morning where you are, so have a great day. Yes. All right, thank you. Thank you, Tiangelo. You guys, you guys take it easy. Thank you very much. You guys, stay connected. Um, we just been speaking with Michael Wallace. You can go to Amazon.com to pick up your copy of the book. And um, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. Hey, you guys, have you seen the kicker spot? I mean, I'm trying to find the kicker spot. I can't get in? What do you mean I can't get in? I'm Tiangelo. I'm the host. The kicker spot. When you are looking for the latest, the freshest, and the biggest stories in Hollywood, EOTM Blog is a site to visit. But there's also a clip of me on the red carpet when I call one who said the wrong name. If you know who you are, my bad. Um, it was my birth. Because it's, sorry. The kick is fine. 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 What's going on? This is your boy Tiangelo, and you are chilling at the kick is Hey, you guys. What's going on? And this is your boy. So, um, really quickly, um. An event that I actually want to talk to you guys about, I was hoping that Dion Edwards would be able to be with us this evening, but not so much. But no worries. He left me with all the information to provide to you. Um, Dion Edwards is a p- publisher 
of Twice.Online newspaper, and they're actually having a wonderful event this weekend called An Intimate Night of Spoken Word. It's a dinner with Emmy-nominated actor and director Malcolm Jamal Warner. You guys remember um, Malcolm Jamal Warner from The Coffee Show? Yes, no? Well, that's where his big start, where, you know, he captivated our hearts in his youth. But he is now going to be giving, uh, doing spoken word at this great event, which is actually taking place this Saturday, July 27th, um, in Beverly Hills at the Beverly Hills Country Club. So uh, this event, excuse me, will be hosted by comedian Stevie Mack, a stand-up comedian who was really funny. And Price.Online newspaper presents this up-close and personal experience where they will um, – present a night a spoken word giving 200 attendees a rare and transparent insight look into his depth his deep and emotional thought-provoking poetry um they are going to have a wonderful tequila tasting by their sponsor dama tequila so we have a complimentary tequila given away you definitely want to check that out um and they are doing this event um for a charitable, it has to be a charitable event where they're going to, ha- where they present, excuse me, where the funding is donated to, I want to pronounce this, I want to say it right, hold on. So the, the funding it actually sponsors the Fred Jordan Missions, which is a charity created in 1944 for, come, they're fighting for homelessness, to help cut down homelessness and hunger on behalf of the people on Skid Row in downtown, in downtown Los Angeles, plus three other counties. So the Fred Jordan Missions is really working, you know, help with the homelessness. And if you guys have been to downtown L.A., you know, once you go kind of further east, it is pretty heavy 